0: You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. I'll start this morning by, by sharing one of the one of the profound things that Scott Laps did uh, as he taught us here before moving to Missouri was the connection between the scripture that states what Satan has come to do. That's John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So we know the scripture there very well. But Scott's great insight was how each spirit manifests itself in our lives today. His explanation was far more exact. It was very deep. When you see the, all that the Lord showed him, it was tremendous. But at, at the most basic level, uh, he shared with us this as a, kind of a as the foundation of that teaching. The thief comes to steal with a spirit of doubt. The thief comes to kill with a spirit of fear. And the thief comes to destroy with a spirit of division and pride. What that helps us do, it helps us bring that teaching, that verse, into reality for today. Because we understand fear, we understand doubt, and we certainly understand division. Now, by by what God showed, the Holy Spirit showed Scott, we know the sources of it. That Satan came to kill, that brings fear. He came to steal, that brings doubt. He came to destroy, that creates division and pride. So we can see clearly these things that work, again, quite readily in the Christian lives and with his church today. There is much fear in the Christian church. There's much doubt, and there's much division. So we have to recognize that Satan has made great inroads into the place where he should never be allowed, where those things should never be, but we have allowed those things to make great inroads into individual lives and then collectively into the body of Christ. That is true even though we are told. Listen to these scriptures. I'm, I'm just going to hit them quickly. We're told that we are more than conquerors. That's Romans eight thirty seven. We are told that we are children of God, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says in, uh, in 1 John 4, 4, we're possessed by someone who is greater than he that is in the world. We're told that we are indwelt by a spirit that is our power in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We are told those things and we actually believe those things. We teach those things. We trust that those things are true. That I am more than a conqueror. I'm a child of God. I am indwelt by a spirit that is the source of my power and my authority. And that that the one who indwells me is greater than the one who indwells the world. We're told these things yet fear and doubt and division still persist. So it, it kind of begs the question, why is Satan so effective at reducing us when we have been given such assurance and, and such great promises? How can these two things exist? Great promise, great assurance, great gifts, great faith, great mercy, great grace, but these others certainly still exist. I find it largely in the spirit that steals, which is doubt. Now, I want to I share with you something that I find to be just r- remarkably clear to me and, and as I got ready for this week. Fear is largely saying that I'm concerned about what will happen to me. I'm concerned about humiliation. I'm concerned about, uh, about rejection. So the fear that causes us to kind of withhold ourselves or to stand back instead of instead of letting the Spirit move through us in all the places where we go, fear is generally because of something that I'm concerned about that's going to happen to me. I will be humiliated. I will be embarrassed. I will be I will be asked to leave. Some just any manner of things, how somebody will react to me if I start talking to them or saying something to them about, about Jesus, about the reaction that I will get. Fear is, is the reality of something happening to me. Doubt is me being concerned about, about him and who he is. And it's powerfully different. Fear concerned with me doubt concerns with him. And that's what the, that's what the Holy spirit began to show me that most of us, yes, we're concerned about, about this fear and about any type of personal rejection or attack or humiliation or things that we might feel as we minister to someone or try to minister to someone or help someone. But what the Holy Spirit began to show me was that the church is more paralyzed by the doubt than they are the fear. Because the doubt brings into question who he is. It brings into question his his reliance and his ability. You know, when Amanda was here, one of the things that she shared, and I love this, was that when she told us, she said, it's not my reputation that's on the line up here. It's his. I like that. I like the recognition that I, am, that I am a person who by the very declaration will say by my life, I do not doubt him. But I have come to realize that one of the things that has allowed Satan to have such inroads into the Christian church today is because we are a people who have allowed the thief to steal, which, which the outcome of that, how does he do it? He does it with a spirit of doubt. And I will tell you today, the sitting in this congregation, there are those who are carrying that spirit. I don't even have to wonder. I don't even have to hesitate or question, are there those here who, are, who, who possess this spirit, not inside but outside whispering to them that have this spirit of doubt? We hear him tell us things like, let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and know that he is God. We read that in scripture as he tells us, let our light so shine before men that they will see our good works and know by those works because he's the only one who can do good works that we we will know, others will know that he is God. He's very clear. We hear him instruct us to go and teach all nations, making disciples as we go and baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the Son, in the Holy Spirit. He's amazingly clear, yet we are hesitant, doubtful, and uncertain. Where's the disconnect? What's happening? I, I can tell you, I only picked out a couple of those, but there, there, are, there is instruction after instruction that God gives us about how we live this Christian life to love one another, to forgive one another, to restore, to build, to edify each one of those in instruction that has gotten connected to the Christian life. We're not uncertain about what we should be about. We're not uncertain about who is our authority in going and doing those things. I hope we're not questioning those things by now. We know those things. We've been taught those things. We can read those things. So what is the holdup? And again, I find it largely by the spirit of doubt that has settled over congregations. Again, remembering what is doubt? It's an uncertainty about him. It's an uncertainty about who he is. It's an uncertainty about how he works. It's an uncertainty about how he loves. It's an uncertainty about how he cares. It's an uncertainty about, how, about his power and how it manifests. Early in the week, I was working one evening and the Holy Spirit began giving clarity about this, about what the church has become. And he began speaking and giving significant reasons why we lack authority and power in the congregations we call churches. This is what he spoke. Speaking from our perspective, this is what he said. He's speaking from like from us. Will the light in me be bright enough to help others find their way? Will the light in me be bright enough to help others find their way? If why would he give me that statement? He gave me two, that was the first of them. Will the light in me, because what are we really doubting? what are we doubting who is the light you see doubt puts him in question what happens if we settle that will the light in me you see that's not a question about me that's not fear that's a that's doubting how brilliant how effective How powerful, how illuminating that light will be. And will the light be bright enough that someone could follow me? Let your light so shine before men. Could someone follow me and find the path, find the clarity, find the direction? Could that actually happen? Because most of us are concluding, unfortunately, that that light in us is not bright enough. We're not bringing ourselves into question. We're bringing him into question. I want to stop and pray for just a second. Lord, in this room, are many lives affected by many things? Some affected by hurt, some affle- affected by neglect, some affected by bitterness and brokenness. Some have almost given up hope, some are tired, some frustrated. Some apathetic. Every one of those connected to a spirit that does not belong in this place. By the power you give me and the authority that you give me as your child, The minister of your word I bind those spirits in this moment because this is a moment when you have a work to do and those spirits have to be bound and Lord I bind them in the name of Jesus and cast them from this place because they have no place here every mind every heart every spirit now made ready because the spirit that was causing them to be separated from this truth has now been bound and removed from this place so Lord when we start again When we move into the further truth that you share with us, I thank you, Lord, that you have cleared the deck of any spirit that does not belong in this sanctuary or belong in any of these lives this morning. They have been removed. They may be waiting on people on the outside, but in this sanctuary, they are now gone by your your authority and by your name, and we cast them from this place in Jesus' name. Now we can go on. The second thing he told me, after he asked me about this question of light, the second one was this. Will the truth in us be clear enough to help others find freedom? Will the truth in me be clear enough to help others find freedom? But once again, if, I'm, if, if he's going to bring this question of truth, that's not about me. Because who is truth? It's him. I am the way. I am the truth. No man comes to the Father but by me. You see, when we have this question, is the truth that I can present, is there something that I can say that will make any difference in anybody's life, is that truth powerful enough to bring them into freedom when we question that? We're not questioning us. We're questioning him. Who is the author of that doubt? It is Satan. Over and over we get to hear this statement because he is the author. He is the one who came to kill with fear. He's the came, one that came to come to steal with doubt. He's the one that come to destroy with division. I can tell you this morning, that spirit of division needs to be bound in homes, in places, in lives. That spirit of division cannot be tolerated. It's running rampant. But we're dealing with that one of, of, of doubt this morning. I tell you, we, this, this is a big issue because we're wanting so badly for the rise of the Christian voice to be able to be heard again in our, in our world. And it's, I, I will assure you, there's only one reason why it's not. is because we're uncertain about the one coming and speaking through me that he will speak truth. Well, I will tell you, I shared this last week. If I'm sitting with Jackie and I start reciting the Pledge of Allegiance and it's anointed by the Holy Spirit of God, it will change his life. Because it's not the words, it's the anointing. That's the gift, that's the difference. It's the anointing. I will not preach without it. I won't stand here if he hasn't anointed a word because I don't have anything for you except that anointing. Then he was quiet. I wrote those two things down on a piece of paper and then he was quiet. That's all he said. He had said enough. I understood the message. He was making it very clear. We lack confidence that he's enough. We lack confidence that in that, same, that first part that we are enough. I wish again I, 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 this could be magically done I wish everybody on their forehead had this meter that would really show us how true this is, that, that it would show if I really believe in the spirit that I'm enough, and then we hit this button and it would show whether or not we believe he's enough. I'm afraid we would be very embarrassed and be going around like this, not wanting people to see where, where this gauge had gone in our life because of how many doubts we have about ourselves because we have doubts. About him. I will announce with all clarity because he lets me this morning we are and he is enough. We are and he is enough. We are enough in him, he is enough in us. I'm blessed by the song that we sang, it's very inspired by it. I love it. We just sang it. I love it. I particularly love this chorus, this part of it. To this I hold my hope is only Jesus, for my life is wholly bound to his. Oh, how strange and divine I can say. What's the next line? All is mine. All is mine. What am I lacking? What did he not give? What, where did he fall short? Was it in power? Was it in authority? Was it in mercy? Was it in grace? Was it in kindness? Was it in goodness? Where, has, where did he hold back? He didn't. Yeah, we did. I can sing all is mine, yet not I, but through Christ in me. I, I don't know how to answer that question more clearly. What am I lacking? Was, 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 did he withhold some part of his spirit? No, I, I got it all. With that spirit, did I get authority? Yes, I got it all. Love, yes. Kindness, yes. Grace, yes. Power, yes. Goodness, yes. Got it all. So somewhere in us, we're gonna have to do a a reckoning. Somewhere in us, there's gotta be a new decision. Just a new choice. Because I I would like to make it some process you go through to move from the doubt to the certainty, from the doubt to the faith. I I can't take you on a journey. It's a decision. It's a realization that he is enough and that I can move under that authority. It's a realization that he hasn't withheld anything from me, and I can can move in that authority. In Luke 17, 21, he said, The kingdom of God is within me. The kingdom of God is within me. Is that kingdom strong enough? Is that kingdom strong enough? Is that kingdom strong enough? It is. In 1 Corinthians 1, 6, he said, the testimony of Christ is confirmed in us. Is that testimony powerful enough? It is. In 2 Corinthians 9, 14, he said that the exceeding grace of God is in us. Is the grace overwhelming enough? You see, you're not saying it like you believe it. How does that voice sound? How does it sound? It sounds like it's still tempered with an element of doubt. Let's try this again. The answer, however you share it, is it is. All right? Is the grace overwhelming enough? It is. it is. In Colossians three sixteen, he said, the word of Christ dwells in us richly in all wisdom. Is that word abundant and clear enough? It is. It is. is the light in us bright enough to help others find their way? It is. is the truth in us clear enough to help others find freedom? It is. It is. It is. Listen to the words of Paul as he gives this confirmation in the Spirits. This is Second Corinthians two, verse three. And I wrote the same unto you, lest when I come I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all, that my joy is the joy of you all. Second Corinthians seven sixteen, I rejoice therefore that I have confidence in you in all things. Galatians 5:10: I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded, but He hath troubled you, but he that troubles you will bear this judgment whosoever he, he be." Paul says repeatedly, "I have confidence in you. I have confidence in you. I have confidence in you. Why? Because we are somehow adequate by ourselves? No, because Paul, no. That our adequacy was given to us by the spirit that indwells us and that spirit is enough. We either believe it or we chunk it. We either believe it or we walk in doubt. Our homes are affected by it. Our workplaces are affected by it. Our families are affected by it. Our personal lives are affected by it. Is he enough? Listen especially to these words. And I'm going to ask the praise team if y'all would go ahead and come back up right now. We should have just a little bit to go, but I want, I want y'all to be in place if y'all would go ahead and come up. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. Listen to these words, especially as Paul shares this with us. He says, for as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ toward God. Listen to this. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, But our sufficiency is of God. What does doubt say? I find him to be insufficient. My doubt says I find him to be insufficient. Our sufficiency is of God who has made us, not taught us, not trained this into being, has made us, made me, made Johnny, made Amy, able ministers of the New Testament. You are able. You have been prepared for this. You have been made ready for this. You are an able minister. That's not a question. He doesn't say, I hope so. I think so. Maybe so. He says, by God, in that sufficiency that we have been made able ministers. And then he says, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. I have been made able. I have been made ready. I have been made sufficient by God. And all my doubt does is put him in question. Is he powerful enough? Is he honest enough? Is he straightforward enough and truthful enough? Is he kind enough? Loving enough? Is he? Does our lot demonstrate it? Does our light, him, so shine that others would see us and know that he is God? Not if we doubt the light. Not if we doubt the truth. Is that truth real enough to answer all the other questions? It is. It is. Does the Father truly love us? He does. He does. does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus, our Messiah, hold forever those he loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? He does. Lord, we thank you this morning that as we go into this song that we will answer differently this morning. We will say to the first question, are you worthy? Lord, I pray that the fullness of of our understanding of who we are in relationship to you will let us give a full and robust answer. Is the world broken? It is. But is he worthy? So absolutely yes. Let us sing that this morning. Let us testify this morning of our certainty, of our confidence, of our faith, of our knowing and absolutely this morning rebuke that spirit that steals and causes doubt within us that would cause us to hesitate and wonder who you are and the authority that you carry lord let your spirit move this morning as we begin to sing let your spirit just be absolutely liberated in this place reaching into the dark places in people's lives where there are questions where there is confusion, where there is bitterness, where there is doubt, where there is resistance, Lord. Let your Spirit move in those areas this morning. We ask it. Pray for it. Thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.